Hi, welcome to Fitzdog Radio. I'm your host, Greg Fitzsimmons, formerly Gregory Fitzsimmons. I think the only time anybody ever called me Gregory was when my father was about to throw a beating on me. He'd be downstairs, and I would have done something bad, and my mom would warn me. It was literally like that whole, like, wait till your father gets home, and she did. She waited till my father got home, and then she would tell him, and then he would stand at the bottom of the stairs, and he would go, Gregory! And that meant I had to walk down 14 steps. I counted them many times. And, uh, and then the fireworks erupted. Oh, did I learn a lot. It was really a learning experience. Did it change my behavior? Absolutely not. Made it worse. Made me angry. Made me do crazier shit. Um, so I've never hit my kids. I've wanted to very much at times. But, um, and who knows? Maybe they will not be so successful that they're doing a podcast in their living room at 57 years old. Living room, not in the office. Office is gone. We'll talk about that more during the podcast. My guest today, Ian Bagg, uh, we just spoke this afternoon. Love that guy. I'm really happy. He's had a great couple years of success. He's building something pretty special because he's very talented and we're going to talk to him and we had a great talk um and we were back in the Fitzdog studios back in my my back house and um it's nice it's a, I, I think my my daughter's not psyched about it because she kind of hangs back there a lot but you know what until I get set up in my new office that's my office baby get out get out Owen just left on Saturday. He went to Central America for five months, and it was sad sending him off. I love the shit out of that kid. He's a good young man, and I think he's going to come back a lot more adult than he left. It's going to be a very serious trek. Him and his buddy Gabriel, they're going through Guatemala and Mexico and I think somewhere else. So I can't wait to hear the adventures. I know I kidded around last week about him getting kidnapped. Hope he doesn't. That would be one of the worst things that could possibly happen. But without risk, there's no reward. So he's gone. And, uh, you know, I, I already miss him. But I'll tell you something. The French couple that is renting out his room are lovely such nice people and the and the wife she looks adorable in his old soccer jerseys it's like a new look and the french are so fun like she she takes a pair of uh takes a pair of denim jeans and she throws the soccer jersey on it but then she puts her hair up and she makes it cute and they're pretty good about doing the dishes so that's fun and i'm learning french what else? We had a party last night. We were out very late. Very late. We went to Penmar, the, the golf course, the, the, the public golf course in the neighborhood. And Dennis Gubbins had a party. It was Dennis Gubbins and Mikey Fitzgibbons had their birthday party. They're born on the same day. 
So it was Fitzsimmons, Fitzgibbons, Gibbons, and Gubbins together. I should have taken a picture of us together. And about 50 people outside of Penmar on the on the deck. And there was a fire pit, football games playing. We met at around 5 o'clock, watched the football game, and everybody drank a lot. Some people were on mushrooms. And Gubbins was in rare form. He was dancing and making everybody laugh and doing bits. Gibbons was being like a master host. Um, what else happened? It was it was 54 degrees. Is that cold? Is 54 cold? Because we were certainly bundled up like a bunch of pussies. But people don't think 54 is cold where they live. But if you take ocean air and breeze and you mix it in at 54, it feels 10 degrees colder. But we hung out late. We closed the place. That's our claim to fame at this age is we, we shut down golf courses, not bars anymore, not nightclubs, golf courses. We're the last ones there. Yeah, motherfucker. Going hard. I was in San Francisco this weekend. Thank you to all the people that came out to the Punchline, my second favorite club in the country. Uh, we had a blast so, I mean, the shows are so much fun there. The crowds are just so cool. And and then I came outside, and I was with Molly, who's the booker, who I've known for 25 years. And we walk out back on the way out of the club, and there is this loud noise, this screeching. And she goes, it's the parrots. And I guess there's this famous flock of parrots in San Francisco that, I think they came about, she said like a a pet store burned down and a bunch of them escaped and then they grew into a flock and there were hundreds of these green parrots with red faces and the little beaks and they were cuddling up next to each other. Did I post a picture? I think she posted a picture. I'm going to post a picture too. And they were cuddling with each other and they were flying around. It was It was beautiful. It was like, fucking moon behind them and they were all in these trees it was really nice who cares greg who cares about the parrots get to ian bag all right let's do it uh if you want to come see me do other stand-up shows i will be a big announcement i i've I've been remiss in promoting this show but if you're around on uh, december 13th I do my annual benefit for the Best Buddies, which is a group that helps people with intellectual disabilities. They're amazing. I've worked with them for many years. And we do a benefit show at the Comedy Store every year. This year we got uh, Sarah Silverman, Andrew Santino, Bobby Lee, uh, Ron Funches, Annie Letterman, and a special unannounced guest who can't be announced because he's got a big theater show in L.A. coming up and he doesn't want to peter out his ticket sale? I don't know. Anyway, it's going to be a great show. Get your tickets at fitzdog.com. Also, I'm coming to Fort Worth, Texas, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, the Den Theater in Chicago on January 13th, Atlanta, Portland, Oregon, La Jolla, Tampa, All tickets at fitzdog.com. Come on out and support live comedy. Also support... Other live things. If you want to see live things, Game Time is the way to do it. It's an app that is so simple to use. It's so intuitive. 
You can look at what's happening in your town. Uh, like right now, I'm looking at the app, and it says that I can go see the Rolling Stones in July for $68. At, that sounds pretty fair. Uh, Stevie Nicks playing this week for $65. Look, seeing live performances, I don't, and, and game time, you can see theater, sports, comedy, uh, music. And so uh, it's a great way to track prices. They dip. They get these last-minute deals you can, you can jump on. You can take a look at the view from your seats right on the app. And the app is just, it's a couple of taps. It downloads right to the app. You don't have to print. You don't have to download. No bullshit. It's just done. Um, they've got, uh, what else? Last minute seats, flash deals. Um, I, I, I can't recommend it enough. I've used it many times. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code FITSDOG for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code FITZDOG for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. All right. Also, want to talk to you about holiday season is coming up. It brings up a lot of uh, trauma if not at least discomfort and anxiety for people. Um, you know, do you exchange things? Uh, how about, you know, how about focusing on yourself a little bit? You know, give yourself a gift. Get Find out about online therapy through BetterHelp. And what they do is they have you fill out a questionnaire. What are you looking to work on? What are you focusing on? What do you want to achieve and what's your background? And then they pair you up with a licensed therapist who is a special a specialist in that field, in that in that area you you want to work on. I got paired up with somebody who is amazing, and she helped me through the pandemic. I worked with her for a couple of years. Uh, she explained uh, cognitive behavioral therapy. We worked on it together. I got homework assignments. It's a, it's really it's flexible. It works with your schedule. And I can't, you know, look, therapy in general, just do it for yourself. You deserve it. You deserve to have a more, you know, a more full, enjoyable life. And this is the best way to do it. So visit betterhelp.com. In the seat, look, in the season of giving, give yourself what you need with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash Fitzdog today and get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Fitzdog. Okay, let's get to it. This guy was, he was a finalist in Last Comic Standing. He was on The Tonight Show. He's been on The Late Late Show. A lot of films. Um, Comedy Central special, Showtime special, Conan O'Brien, Marin's podcast, Your Mama's House. He's done it all, but more importantly, he's a guy who has a good heart and and is a very decent person and and really funny. So uh, sit back, make some popcorn, pour a little couple fingers of scotch, and enjoy my talk with Ian Bag.
Ian Bag is my guest. <laughs> Take three. Ian Bag is my guest after a couple of... Uh, when people ask me from now on how many times I've done this show, I can now say seven. <laughs> what is this, your third time? My third time, yeah. Um, Today. So I was just saying, we're back at the original Fitzdog Studios, which is the uh, bonus room behind my house. And um, I was just talking about like the adventures I had when I first started 13 years ago, before anybody... Are you serious? There were no podcasts. So I used to ask people... Everybody did it back then. Jimmy Kimmel used to do it. Sarah Silverman. Dave Navarro was a regular no guest. Way. Yeah, I had crazy. And now all those people, you call them and they're like, yeah, yeah they no. just, no. Yeah, no. How much? So Belladonna comes here with her husband slash manager. Oh, I thought it was going to be slash. Yeah, her, her husband is slash from Guns N' Roses. And, uh, She's sitting here, and I have a hot tub in the backyard. And she goes, I want to go in your hot tub. And if you see that window right there next to the yeah. orange tree, that's yeah. that's where my wife yeah. is reading in bed. And it's 11 o'clock at night, and uh, Belladonna gets naked and goes into my hot tub. <laughs> and I interview her while she's in the hot tub, and I'm sitting outside of it. Oh, my God. <laughs> Can I, uh, I'm going to answer my own question that I asked you earlier. Why don't you just do it here? <laughs> this is, the, I know, this is the place. That's why? Yeah, that's kind of why, yeah. Were you asked to move it by your wife that day? No, you, my wife does not give a shit. Oh, she truly awesome. does not give that's a really shit. That's really great. Yeah. What about your wife? Same thing. She's got other shit she's doing. She doesn't give a shit. Right. She's, she just looks at you like you're dumb. <laughs> And then she looks at you like you're dumb, and then you can see her question everything she's gotten herself into. Huh, maybe I should have stuck with Jeff. Then you bring that fat check home from the LeBray improv, yeah. and she gets quiet real fast. You give her some merch money, and she here's some merch cash. Dude, my merch cash has saved my marriage. I, oh. I come in from the road, and... Uh, I throw it at her. I always throw <laughs> a big water because I don't, I don't take uh, Venmo or credit so cards. So smart. All cash. I've made the mistake of tracking it. Therefore, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But you just you 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 yeah you pay the real government. Right. She's the government. You mean? Yeah. 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 And she counts it. I never counted. No I let way. her do it. And she gets, she jumps right up. She collects it. She counts it. She gets very excited. And then we buy stuff, you know, like we, we buy furniture and thing. Anything you can write off goes on the credit card. That's awesome. And then the other, what do you do with your cash? I just, I spend it on my dogs. My, my, because <laughs> I was where I was earlier. I, I was like, I had to take my dog to a dermatologist no that the dog that we found on the beach now goes to a dermatologist <laughs> i'm like oh my fucking god why has my life not changed how's your skin i mean you no, know i'm gonna itch i'm gonna start itching see if my yeah. wife sends me to that <laughs> same chance, one chance, same. Yeah, same one <laughs> weirdly enough we do have a dermatologist a block down <laughs> so i'm just like huh one of us is being overcharged. <laughs> so, uh, oh my God, my friend just got a Korean dog. I don't know if you heard about this, but now they're saving dogs from Korea. Out of meat markets, right? Yeah. And they ship them here. And so my friend got a Korean dog and the thing has chronic diarrhea and won't sleep on the same floor as them. 
wherever they are. If they're on the ground floor eating dinner, dog is upstairs. If they go upstairs to sleep, dog is downstairs and just diarrhea is all over everything. That sounds like a teenager. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I won't be on the same floor as you and I've got diarrhea. I'm a 14 year old. They've just rescued a four. They've rescued a 14 year old from Korea. Yeah. All you hear downstairs is like farting noises and K-pop. Oh my God. Yeah. What kind of dog is it? Is it? It's uh, it's a small dog. I don't know. It's an anime. It's it's an anime (laughs) dog. It's purple. (laughs) Has a lightning bolt on his forehead and pointy ears. (laughs) And diarrhea. But it's anime diarrhea. Yeah. So it's very fast. It's rainbow. It comes uh-huh. out rainbow. Um, when's the last time you had diarrhea? <laughs> I don't know, about two weeks ago. Really? Yeah, when you travel on the road, yeah. something always sneaks up on you. Right. Like, oh. Yeah. Yeah. You? I, I don't, I rarely shit on the road. Really? And it's not conscious. I don't say I'm not going to. I just, there's something in my body that just holds on to my it. My friend Trent's the same way. Really? Yeah. I mean, I'll notice. Like four I'll, days? I'll check. Yeah. If I'm, usually I'm gone for three days. I go Thursday and I fly home Sunday. Mm-hmm, and Sunday, I will yeah. look at the toilet paper. I'll notice the toilet paper like on Saturday night and it's still got the little triangle on it. I'm like, wow. No Yeah, way. I didn't use it. Didn't use it. Is it that or your memory's gone and you forgot to wipe for a whole weekend? <laughs> <laughs> or I'm really into origami. Maybe is right. <laughs> Craig has forgotten to wipe his ass in four days. Oh, that's sad. Yeah, I'm used to having the bidet at home where you don't really wipe very much. Oh. You got the bidet? We don't, but I love, I want to get one. Did you, like, do you have the whole toilet that's a bidet or did you add the piece? It just added a piece. It was like a Costco.com, real low end. And you love it. I love it because people get heated ones, but I kind of like the cold rush because after a bowel movement, things are a little hot down there. And then you get a nice cold, it's like a little popsicle. Let you know. Yeah. Yeah. I was just in the Middle East in October. And that two weeks was just cold water bum hitting. Oh, and really? I lo- and I loved it. Yeah. yeah. yeah I'm just oh, they all have bidets in the Middle East? Yeah, everyone. Where'd you go in the Middle East? I went to Oman. I went to Bahrain. I went to uh, Dubai. And I went to Jordan. Damn. Yeah. Uh, do people know you there? Do they turn no, out? No, not at all. They, I, they just, I don't know how they sold it, but I did have some show up yeah. to see me, but like, it wasn't like I was making mass tickets. So and I had booked this last year. Okay. So, you know, I was going, I want to go. I want to go see it. So, yeah. Yeah. Is that your first time in the Middle East? I uh, went in 2004. I went to Dubai and um, who are the guys that are... Um, I can see oh, the guys that are doing the peacekeeping between everybody over there right now. Um, uh, they had the World Cup. Oh, well. I Qatar? Qatar. That yeah. is it. Yeah, yeah, Qatar. I have one sitting right there. Um, I was. <laughs> <laughs> All their names sound like you can make fun of them. And and they wouldn't be mad, but it's right. the other way around. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Is there any good food I can buy around here? <laughs> Will this place ever be definished? (laughs) (laughs) I love how rich they are over there. They're like, well, we built all this stuff, but now we're just going to build bigger versions of it. Uh I'm like, try something else. Yeah. You got them all. Let it go. 
You mean the towers? Yeah, the towers yeah. and, and the uh, the the uh, islands that they built that look like. So now right, they're building bigger that. ones, right? That's Dubai, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I had fun over there. Are I the just, women in in the full burkas? No, in Dubai, no. In Dubai was this really rich ugly men and just the hottest women ever no kidding yeah it was just insane i was just like oh are they native or are these coming in i think they're all place? brought in yeah i think they're from what i've told the turkish women are the hottest ones right that's i don't know like that's turkish delight because yeah the turkish delight uh. they're, they're, they're covered in chocolate but they're <laughs> they're just like a, mm. you have to wear a burka you have to wear chocolate yeah <laughs> I, I I always thought it was just they just picked who the uglier women were to keep them covered. I didn't. That's what I thought it was. Because <laughs> when you go to those places, not everybody's covered. You're like, oh, some of them have to be covered. Yeah. The first time that's I went, that's why they leave the slit so you yeah. can peek in and see if they can. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I the first time I was there, we went to a place called Wild Wadi, uh-huh. which is water slides, and there was a lady in a purple burka ahead of us. And when she got to the bottom of the water slide, it was completely see-through. And she was naked <laughs> underneath. And it was just all these teenagers standing in front of her looking. And I'm just like, hmm, I don't think that's the point of the burqa. Well, apparently, lingerie sales are huge in the Middle East. Like, wherever yeah. there's burkas, they stay, there's, yeah. Yeah. It's huge. Yeah, because they just, everything underneath is fantastic, apparently. It's like I, a present. I haven't bought my wife negligee in 20 years. Hmm. Yeah, I'd probably be the same. Really? Yeah, like a robe. <laughs> That's what yeah. they buy every year, a robe. Right. You used to get a nice underwear, now you just get a robe. <laughs> Cover that up. Started as a lace robe, <laughs> yeah. now it's fucking deep terry cloth. <laughs> Down to the ankles. <laughs> holy, holy shit, I'm Muslim. <laughs> I just realized it. She puts the hood on, it comes all the way over her face. <laughs> <laughs> It just turns into a Star Wars character with a robe. <laughs> so warm. How long have you been married? 12 years. No. Yeah. Damn, I didn't know it was that long. Yeah, it goes quick. Yeah, it does. We're just like, oh, maybe we should get some shit done. Well, it goes quick if it's going well. I think it goes fucking slow if it's not. My friend... Is miserable in his marriage, and I met him at a bar the other night. And uh, he walks in, he sits down next to me, he orders a drink, and then he just goes, "She hates me." Oh no! <laughs> yeah, and I was like, "Oh, it was so dark." Oh, does he still love her? I think he, I think he's attracted to her, and I think there's like a there's a loyalty, but he resents that she she's a big spender and she's a ball buster mm. Mm. yeah that makes me come and she's very yeah she's very pretty yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. just a hard ass woman that makes <laughs> yeah, me come right uh I, I don't blame him uh that's that's you feel bad right i was talking to somebody about yeah. guys our age that are still closeted right you just feel you just, oh man i know that's a tough role it is, and you really wonder who they're doing it for. I guess, like, my one friend stayed in the closet until his mother died. No, both his parents died. And then he came out at 50. And then my other friend's sister came out as a lesbian. Same thing, when the parents died. Both of them are very Catholic. East Coast Catholic. East Coast Catholic. Uh, yeah, I could see that. I guess, 
I guess, but they've got the parents got to know, right? Like, no, neither parent knew. Both of them are not just from the posters they put on the wall. <laughs> the music, the, yeah, <laughs> just Lilith Fair going on in both rooms. Right, right. <laughs> Why does she keep getting Subaru Legacy Outbacks? Oh, yeah, I mean, she bad. doesn't go in the woods. She is so smart. She has the hiking boots and the Outback and yet never goes camping. And she has dog food, but no dog. <laughs> what does that mean? It means she'll feed dogs everywhere. <laughs> the lesbians will rescue a dog no matter what. Oh, yeah, Ugh. yeah. They do. They're rescuers. I wonder what that means. I never knew this. I didn't know lesbians fall in love immediately. Do you know that? You have... Yeah, they call it. Uh, and that they fall in love. They say, what's a first date for, no, yes. what's, a, what's a second date for a lesbian? Uh, a, a U-Haul. It's renting a U-Haul, right? And what's the second date for a gay guy? There is no second that, date. That's funny. Have you ever heard of lesbian bed death? Yes. My buddy's been pushing me on, on, my, on all this stuff. They just become, they become the same people. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm like, huh, those are never the lesbians I thought about. No. Yeah, I guess so. I'm. I don't. I don't know. How do I we, could yeah, see I that because my next door neighbor Michelle is a. She's a veterinarian who rescues animals, <laughs> and uh, and a surfer. And she had a fucking Subaru. That's funny. And she used to joke about it. And uh, yeah, she talked about lesbian de- uh, bed dust. She had a girlfriend for a long time, and the girlfriend was half in the closet, Ooh. so she wouldn't move in with her. They dated. They surfed together. Did. But she just never would officially come out. And so she ended up breaking up with her because of it. I get You have to, right? But she did say that, that they became like each other. That's exactly what she said. Because like, if it's a guy and a girl, you almost will emphasize your male side more yeah, that's to what be attractive yeah. to the girl yeah. and vice versa. Yeah. But if you're two girls, what, you're just, you share clothes. Yeah. Hobbies, music. Makeup, dildos, yeah, dildos, both ends. Ugh, good for yeah. them. Yeah, I was just thinking. All I could think as soon as you brought up the veterinarian was I took this our dog to the old uh, dermatology yeah. veterinarian. She's the hottest veterinarian I've no ever way. seen in my life. Really, and she had this massive diamond ring on, <laughs> like the biggest <laughs> diamond ring on ever of all times. And I'm all I could think was, is this to blow off every guy that comes in here? <laughs> That brings his Shih Tzu in to get checked. Please, sir, don't even look at me. You know, that's, she was so hot, though. Yeah. Like, do you think that? Are the, you sure you know what you're talking about? Do you think the size about? of the rock is proportionate to the hotness of the woman? I find that. I find that really, really gorgeous women have big diamonds. I want to. I I agree, but I'd like to see what the guy looks like. Right. right? Is the guy maybe a little uglier? Is he compensating? Right? Yeah. My wife's ring is huge. I'm so ugly. <laughs> Oof. <laughs> well, you know what they say? Wow. Uh, uh, you know, you got Japs, Jewish American princesses. Mm-hmm. Goes what's, the other way, too. <laughs> what's that? Japs. <laughs> what's the difference between a Jewish American princess and a Mexican American princess? <laughs> the Mexican American princess has fake jewelry, but real orgasms. That's awesome. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, good for you, girls. Yeah. Maps? 
Yeah, maps, I guess. That's hilarious. Right. Maps and uh, I'm not only I, the other one will get me canceled for sure. How how you big, let World War II Where did go? you get your wife's wedding ring? Someplace in in uh, Virginia Beach. I Why? Remember. Why? She kind of ruined it. We were out there. I was going to ask her parents, and then I was going to get, and, and she, somehow it came out. So oh, I, her parents live there. Yeah. Oh. Mm-hmm. So you you so you scrambled and I bought scrambled. It. Yeah, I scrambled and took her and said, "Let's do this. Let's." Because I was, I'd been looking. I was in South Africa touring, and I'd started looking over there. I was like, "Blood diamond." Yes, yeah, for sure. yes, it's for still sure. red. Yeah. What's this red tint? Ooh, <laughs> that is but horror. <laughs> This smells funny. <laughs> this smells. This smells like it's more expensive than we're paid for it. Uh, so, did you use your merch money to buy it? No, no, not that. Twelve years ago, I don't even think I had merch. Do you remember how much you paid for the ring? I think about. I think about seven thousand. No shit. Yeah, six or seven. Damn. At the time, it was. For me, it was a fucking, it was, it cranked me, you know? Yeah. So. I remember when I got married a long, I got married 24, 24 years ago. That's, really, have you been, well, your kids are that old, that we're almost that old, so that makes sense. Yeah, my son's 23. Yeah. So, at the time, I spent $4,000, which was, you know, you and I were working the clubs in New York City at that point. We weren't making shit. So, four grand was a lot. And, uh. And but then when I got it appraised by the insurance company, they appraised it for seven thousand because I got the rock from this guy. My dad used to go to a guy at the uh, Waldorf Astoria named Rocky, and Rocky knew people. No way. And so my dad had died, and I went to Rocky, and he knew me because I used to go with my dad sometimes. Uh And so I said, I need just the rock because my friend, you know, Kevin Flynn, the comedian. Yeah, I remember Kevin. Yeah, yeah. So, oh Jesus. Speaking of Kevin. Zane Lamprey, do you know him? Yeah. You do? I don't. I know the name. I don't know him. Okay. I'll put him on the podcast. What's up, man? How are you? Good. How are you? Good. Are you Are you around? Are you in the country? I am. Oh. I just saw pictures of you traveling. Where, where were you? Uh, this summer, I was in Ireland and Spain, but then this weekend, I was in San Francisco. Oh, God. Okay. All right. I remember I saw you. I saw pictures of you someplace. Um... I'm doing a show on uh, the 13th in Venice. Um, it's like my new, mostly mostly my new stuff. And if you're if you're around, I'd love to invite you. Don't you live in Venice? I live in Venice. I'd love to come down. Okay, awesome. I love watching awesome. comedy shows. <laughs> That's good. That's good. You're in the right <laughs> business, buddy. <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll send you some tickets. You let me know if you if you want any more. It's it, you know it's it's LA. It's it's mostly uh you know it's mostly friends you know great so like if you want to invite anybody anybody you know just please let me know maybe ian bag do you know ian bag um i do how do i know i'm now he's a comic he's kind of a big canadian dude he's great at crowd work yes i know him very well yes i do yeah yes okay yeah that'd be fun anything to make uh nick uh nervous would be fantastic oh nick will be there okay good yeah. i yeah. love it yeah nick gets very nervous yeah <laughs> he'll be nervous when i tell him you're coming oh, yeah all right great yeah it's, it's, it's wednesday the 13th um 
which is a week from this Wednesday. I um, the other thing too is I, I finished up the special, I got the sound and all this kind of stuff, and I, I have this new agency called Viral Nation. They're kind of trying to get me sponsorship for like my social media. Okay, stuff. that's good. No, nothing has happened. So they wanted an opportunity to like watch the special, and they've kind of been sitting on it for a while. So just just it's like you know I'm getting I'm actually getting ready. One of the things is I want you to see what I'm doing because I will be recording this, what you'll see as a special in April. You know? Yeah. Um, and like the one that you and I recorded, it should have come out already. You know what I mean? But I'm just kind of waiting. Right. To see if these guys have any interest. But then my last question to you is, didn't, don't you have a special that's I, supposed to come out? Yeah, I did. Well, I recorded one in March and then it got fucked up because the comedy store produced it and the cameras were broken. And oh, so wow. I redid it two weeks ago at Joe Rogan's Club in Austin, and then I'm going to put oh, that out. Too. Got it. Okay. Yeah, so I'm going to put it out uh, hopefully like February or March. That's great. Who? So how did you did, – did they just use in-house to do it, or did you have – No, I hired a 800-pound gorilla. Oh, got it. Got it. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Great. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they, and they, they have built-in distribution and stuff too, right? So are they, they going to shop it? Uh, I guess so. We'll try Netflix, but probably end up on YouTube. Who knows? I mean, nobody wants me right now. Well, remember, though, there's that back door to Amazon if you want to have it on Amazon, you know? Yeah, but then nobody sees it. I want people to see it. Yeah, you know, they'll see it if you send them there. You know what? You probably would do really, really well if you just put it up on YouTube. I think so. I'll just hit all the big podcasts. You know, Ian Bag has one and Rogan and Tom Segura. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. How, how many did you shoot? Two? Two on a Saturday night. And, and, and is, it, is it edited already? No, he just sent me the cuts, so I'm going to look at it this week. But, but wasn't there one from like a year ago or something? Yeah, last March. I, that was when I did the comedy store. But it, wait, this, this, this last March? Or, or, okay, okay, this last March. I see, got it. Okay. Yeah. Because you were trying to fix it. I thought you were trying to fix it. Yeah, we tried. We for like four months we tried to fix it, but it was it was unusable. Two of the cameras weren't working. Oh, I see. So you try. Okay, okay. I see what the problem was. Right. Oh, I'd love to. Yeah, I'll send it over to you, and then uh, send me the tickets, and I'll see you. Uh, I'll see you at your gig. You got it, brother. Talk All right. Soon. See ya. Okay. Cheers. Bye. I thought that was gonna be more fun. I for sure thought he was calling for parking. <laughs> You live in Venice, right? Can I park at your house while I go do a show? <laughs> That's hilarious. So, do you do you know Ian Bag? I don't think so. He's a big guy. Does crowd work? Oh yeah, I know him very well. And then, and then he just moves on. <laughs> I love it. I was like, ah, oh, this is that. Come on, say it. I was just like, come on, take me down. Don't find him funny. Boring. <laughs> Well, fuck you, Bane. <laughs> there are no good Canadian comedians. No, come on now. Hey, I got a question about your... So you talked about how it was ruined because you only got one camera angle? Well, we had four or five cameras. I think we had five cameras, but the main one on the right was like set to the wrong resolution, and uh -huh. then the one that was capturing the crowd just didn't work at all. Okay. So we tried to edit around it, and then ultimately... Can you take clips out of it, though? And use it no because the set I did at Rogan's is pretty similar it's a it's almost the same but but it'll be different than what they'll be seeing so you could use it as promo for your that's true right yeah yeah I mean you're putting a lot of clips out lately huh yeah 
Yeah, a lot. You I'm editing not saying, them I'm not yourself? Saving them. Uh, I'm hiring editors. I'm actually looking right now to have um, to have my own like personal like. If you're out there and you're an editor and you want to be in the bag business, if you'd like your checks to be late, <laughs> no, your checks to be like your girlfriend late. I'll, I'll pay you the and same bouncy. way. Greg pays his wife in merch money. <laughs> I'll just come over to your house. <laughs> no, I, I, I have. I'm probably. I have two or three guys that we use, but I'm looking for one that'll be on call just for me. Yeah, because you want so, to get them out fast. I want to get them out fast, but I also want my ideas to go to them, right? Because uh-huh. I'm, I'm filming a lot more different stuff. Right. So I'm starting to do, do vlogs now, which I go out and do stuff in cities that I'm t- uh, touring in, but then I talk about it on stage, oh. right? So I put, it, I put it all together. I put two or three of those out already, but I want my own, I want him to travel with me too. Wow. So, and uh, here's the other thing. I don't want them to be a stand-up because, you know, like a lot of those guys are stand-ups. I don't want you to be concentrating on your stand-up career. Oh, I, I want see. you to make movies. I uh-huh. want to help you make movies. Yeah. And I want you to help me make my visions, too. That's so, smart. That's yeah. smart. So you'll fly the guy out. You'll fly put him up. Put him up. Pay him. Pay him. He'll be on a weekly retainer, and then we'll, the other stuff will be, you know, we'll figure that out. Ian Bag's gone to another level in the last year or two. How much was year. the Rogan love? Uh, how much of a bump did you get from him? Shouting you out. You know what? I got a lot. I got a lot from from Bert, Tom, and and him talking about me, and, and Ari. Like they were they're talking about me, and 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 all ha- on different podcasts or at the all at the same time. time. Yeah, right. And but the weird part was that happened as I was getting viral, mm-hmm. like stuff happening viral. Yeah. So that topped that as well. Like it was a weird little storm, as they say. Right. So it was cool. Yeah. I, I still haven't done his podcast. I'd love it. I'd like if I do his podcast, that'd be awesome. But I just the fact that I got to work at his club. Yeah. When you see that 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 promo photo they put up of you, you're like, yeah, oh, I'm in the cool kids club. Right. You know, it you're, does you feel, feel like different, cool right? Kids club. Yeah. And then you're in the green room, and they got the second room, and then in the second room, there's like. Ron White and Roseanne yeah. and all these people are going on. You're like fucking. I'll be over Phil here headlining. Vaughn. Yeah, I'll be over here in the bigger room. You guys have fun. Enjoy yourselves. <laughs> Enjoy yourselves over there. I hope it sells out. Good luck. That's the best part. It sells out. Like you don't have so to insane. do a single promo. You just no. show up and the shows are sold out. The and the crowds that show up there are fantastic. Yeah. They're there for comedy. It's kind of like a new comedy mecca, you know? Yeah. They, they go there because they want to see comedy, not because they're having a party and getting all fucked up. Right. You know what I mean? So right. it's really cool. They're educated fans of comedy. I think there's a, that seems to be happening a lot more than it used to, right? The educated comedy fan? Oh, I mean, it's great. I, I used to find it annoying because people used to blog a lot about comedy. Do you remember right, yeah. there was like a, was it called a special thing? There was like a, oh, there was like a one. website called a special thing and everybody would, all these nerds would go to like Largo and then they would all blog for two days about who did what bid and that's derivative of this. And, and it was just like, who the fuck are you? But <sighs> now I love it because the people that show up like... They know that comedy doesn't have parameters and that you can talk about that there's a context. If I do a joke that's smells of racism, right. they get it. Right. They get we're kidding. And they, 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 they're there for fun. Yeah. To, they're there for fun to escape and see where your brain takes them. Right. Right. Whereas you, you brought up the other comedy person that, oh, it's derivative of this because somebody did this joke in 19. You're like, 
hey man have you ever gone on stage right just just try to see uh, you know just try to do it just try to do it and then figure out how much you need to talk about and how you need to uh, your mind has to connect to 200 minds mm-hmm. so yes you might be derivative of times but are you derivative in your own way right right so i just i, I, I get no they go like he's doing airplane jokes yeah yeah because flies. i had a really funny new thought about how pilots have to be salespeople with credit cards and i haven't heard anyone do that right now i got five minutes on it and now i have a new credit card why? Because they're good. They're good at fucking. He landed that plane. I'm gonna buy. I'm gonna get that credit card. It's like his merch. Yeah. After you know, he yeah. stands there at the door as you walk out, and he sells his credit card. That'd be great if he got percentage of every. Ron, you seem to be your your flight from Albuquerque to L.A. seems to be really up on the credit cards. What are you doing up there? The entire flight. You're trying to read. You're trying to watch a movie. The other thing about the credit card is. <laughs> Is anybody else buying anything when we're up here? Here's what I thought. Two free bags. <laughs> all right, three. I'm going to give you three free bags. Uh, I do it all the time. I cycle through credit cards. I'll get the American credit card. I'll get the 50,000 miles. Uh-huh. There's no annual fee the first year. And I put, it, I put a, a, a reminder on my calendar for six months later. Cancel the American card. That's Cancel smart. It. You can get another one within six months. So once a year, I'm getting 50,000 miles from each airline. That's so smart. Some of them you have to spend like $3,000, but that's, easy. that's not hard. Spending is not hard. No, they give you three months to spend three grand. That's that's easy. I remember somebody telling me once how they would get these cards and they'd get, you know, when they were giving away more kind of like there was money, you got some sort of money. Cash back. Yeah, they would be, they would pay off with another card and they'd get that cash back oh, so they're basically no kidding. that's how they're making their money to live damn i'm just like wow that's a lot of work i have one and a half million points right now among all my credit my cards together question mm. are you planning for something big well the problem is every time i want to use it it's a holiday and then you look at how many points it is and it's like like we went to Ireland this summer in August and that's mm-hmm. like peak and right. it would have cost like I would have spent the whole million points getting my family to Ireland and back. So I always wait and then I I don't know it just never seems like a good time so they just keep adding that's, up. Yeah. If you can get your family to go in off season, it's fantastic. Right. But your family, they'll fuck that shit up. You don't use your points for business travel, do you? No. No, because no, it's no. a write off. Yeah, write off, yeah. So I when do you I, use your points? I actually give mine away more. Like my, I have one credit card that has my Chase has all my points, but my my frequent flyer points I don't use anymore. I give those away to who? To whoever needs them, family members, whatever. Like really? Because yeah, because because I need. Now I, I feel I'm like a, a I'm bad a, guy. But I'm the what, who who are you all your points with American? Is that? I get a lot on American, and I get a lot on. Uh, My wife has an American Express card that she just has had for years and just realized she has 250,000 miles on after That's years great. of using it. And then, um, yeah, I, I, all of them spread out. I've got... So on United, that's uh, where I have all my points and my flying points and then a couple of sparse out. But United plus points are important for me. Okay. The, but, the, but the regular points aren't. That's why I give them away. A plus point gets you upgrades? Yeah, upgrades. How often does it upgrade you? 
not too bad. Like pretty pretty good, especially really? on international flights. Yeah. Like yeah, I'm always. I've, I don't think I've ever. I don't think in the last ten years I've done. And I'm gonna knock on wood after I say that. Not been upgraded to no business shit. class. Yeah. Because you would be tough yeah, squeezing. Yeah, I don't coach. even want to go. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, I don't. Wanna, yeah, you don't want to sit next to me. I don't want to sit next to no. you. That's the way it is. So you, you fucking the, the armrest jockey over there. I the other night I got on a plane and I was bumped up to a lie down bed to Chicago. Really? Yeah, from from uh, from L.A. to Chicago, lie down bed. And Nighttime? Yeah, midnight. Lonzo Bowden was over here. I seen him, so I said hi to him afterwards. On the way back, he's in the exact same spot. We're in the exact same spots. No shit. <laughs> yeah, it, was, it was pretty funny. Wow. I haven't seen anybody fucking traveling forever, and then I get him on both flights. I'm like, oh, will this plane make it? I think that's a that's a sign. I'm trying to think who I've seen on flights lately. Um, Paulie Shore. Saw on a flight. Where the worst is like the worst is when you get on a flight with somebody you bump into in the airport and they're in first and you're in coach. Being a coach is never fun, but it happens every so often to all of us. Yeah. I remember getting on and sitting in first class and then a quiet riot <laughs> came on and went to the back of the fucking plane. I was just like, oh man. Well, they better four, be quiet. Fourteen-year-old four Ian just cried. Those guys are supposed to be rock stars. They're supposed to be fucking flipping shit in the first class, not me. Now they're a- and they're asking for extra crackers. Yeah. Is there any chance we could have an extra meal? We don't even have meals on this. <laughs> Shut up, quiet, right? We're not gonna take it. I guess we'll take it. <laughs> That's their last album. I guess Shall we we'll call take ourselves it. Peaceful Protest. <laughs> <laughs> nope, we're quiet, right? <laughs> um, all right, I want to ask you some questions. I, right, I always have a script because there's things I want to get to. All right, then. Um, why, why do you think gay people are so funny to us? Like, why do we all make so many gay jokes? And teenage boys do, old men do. Everybody does. Everybody makes gay. The jokes. gays make them. The gays make them. Yeah, I'll tell you why. Because those cocksuckers are crazy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I just think I I think with everything that I think comedy comes from a little bit of a challenge, right? Yeah. And they've had challenge since as soon as they were attracted to somebody, right? Right. So, and I think. That's how you get to bounce around. Yeah. Like that, that funny. You have to have a challenge to be really funny. Which which surprises me when you see a gorgeous woman doing comedy. I know. I'm like, what's that challenge you've been through? Well, that's why Matt Reif gets so much resistance. Like, I just can't believe... I mean, it's luck. I also... I also here's the other thing about that. Can I interrupt that? Interrupt it because I, I don't want to... Because I'm not talking shit about Matt Reif. No, I'm, I'm not I'm either. the last guy to talk shit about... Uh, Matt Reif because I I honestly don't know his comedy at all. I, I, I'm the same way, but I also think he's when he sold that tour, I think that company said we're making money on this tour and we're fucking shoving it down your throat. Oh, it was he he signed a huge deal with yeah. um what you call it? I don't know if it was Live Nation or yeah, somebody else. Yeah, it was else, Live Nation. But he it was a big big number that he got up front. Yeah, and they were not losing. Right, and that's what I think the biggest problem was what, that he struggles with. Because yeah. he hasn't, some of it, 
a lot of it he's found naturally. Yeah. And, yeah. Okay. Whatever they are, they're girls. Whatever. Who cares, right? Yeah. But they're also trying to force it on people not naturally. Right. Right. The gays wouldn't have. They would just been funny, and that would have been fun. Well, the gays probably go see Matt Wright. Oh, absolutely. I mean, but like his, I don't know what his struggle is, but like, you know, you look at a guy like Bo Burnham and you're like, all right, it's a good looking guy. He comes from like middle class, upper middle class. But then you like, you find out he's actually had like a interesting life. Right. You know, like. A struggle, yeah. Yeah, I mean, Dane Cook, people used to shit all over Dane Cook. Mm-hmm. And it's not not that he's gorgeous, but like he was a good looking, considered cool guy by right. young people. And he was an act out comic, which is also something that people like to make fun of. But mm-hmm. my feeling is like, let him fucking act. I love act out comics. I, I like, like people that go on stage and go, I am going to give you a fucking show. Right. Good for you. We're going on a trip. You're going with me. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I. I don't understand when when I don't, when it's the comics that turn on the guy. Yeah, I, I kind of go, "Hey guys, come on!" Right, or, or girls, whatever. It's it's you got to tip your hat to anybody that makes money in this right. fucking business. How they did it, whatever did they? Did they, did, he, did they do something bad to a bunch of other comics? That's different. Yeah, right. When I was in Canada, there was a guy, and I was just talking this the other day. When I, I was just, I started out, and this guy pretended he had cancer, right? Uh huh. And like did. A oh, fund- I heard about this. Yeah, yeah, yeah this yeah, is famous. Yeah, yeah, and he did a fundraiser, and he did, and then he just moved to a different city, and uh-huh. nobody cared. I'm like, how the like, how do you get away with that? That's yeah. an evil guy. That's who you should be mad at. Yeah. Like not not Matt Rife, who's struggled, uh, not struggled, but done his work to get yeah. where he is. You know. Right. So wait, but this this got into the papers though. The guy with the cancer. It? Oh <laughs> yeah yeah yeah. I think Rogan showed it to me a long time ago. I'd love to see. Uh, yeah, it's, yeah. It, I I seen his name the other day and, and something. I'm like, this guy, this guy, he had he pretended he had cancer and took a bunch of people's money. That's terrible. there was a guy out of Boston, and I'll say his name, Vinny Favorito, and he uh, he used to borrow money and not pay it back. He used to he he knew he was leaving town, and he used to teach comedy classes. So he got like 50 people to pay him up front for the comedy class. No way. And then he held a benefit for a woman whose husband was like a state trooper who died. No and they way. were going to have a benefit. And he goes, we should do T-shirts. And he got like $1,000 from her to buy the T-shirts. He fucking left town with that money, too, and moved to Vegas. Allegedly. I should say allegedly. I, I love a, that a criminal did a fundraiser for a cop. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Oh, that is terrible. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, look. I haven't heard that name in forever. You've heard the name though, right? Yeah. Yeah. I the story I heard about him though is that they were in Vegas, him and his fiance, and he asked her to marry her. And then he, he went gambling and came back and got the ring halfway through the night. <laughs> <laughs> he said you changed. <laughs> Shut up. Give me the ring. If that woman waited for a second ring, she deserves whatever she has coming to her. That should t-shirts. have been the That's greatest red flag. She got a t-shirt. <laughs> Why do you have state cop t-shirts? This is weird. Just put it on. It's a medium, Vinny. <laughs> yeah, there's a couple comics I'll talk shit about. Not many. Brad. Besides him, I can't think of anybody else's name. I would, but that's different. Say. That's like taking from people, yeah. right? You know, what I mean, I, I, when you talk shit because 
just because a guy's doing well. Right. That's 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 just pure jealousy. Yeah. That's all it is. And there's nothing wrong with being jealous. There's nothing wrong with being being even like maybe just a, a little annoyed by it. Like that's human nature. But yeah. you, you don't need to fucking drag a guy. No, and I or think girl. Sorry that I forget the women. Yeah, the women sometimes I, I I don't get jealous of the women because I I really do truly think they have a harder time. Um, I think it's hard as a woman to go on the road. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, I mean they really do get harassed. You see it, and it's like I, what's that word? Microaggressions. There's little things that people do, and you got to be tough. And uh, they should have extra security every time. Yeah. Like uh, I was talking to a, a female comedian the other day, and she was in New York and somebody had run on stage and just grabbed onto her mm. and no, none of the staff came out and got her and she said it was nice, but it was like, who knows if you know, who knows? And I knew where she was going next. So I forwarded ahead and uh, just as a friend asked them to put on the extra security, but that should be every female should have extra security. Yeah. And I was just at a club where the booker was telling me that most of the female headliners have a, uh, a list with pictures of people that really? are on a watch list to not allow them to come into the show. Terrifying. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, the biggest terrifying. female comic in one of the biggest female comics in LA performs regularly at a couple of the clubs and, uh, does not allow her name to be advertised for shows because she doesn't want people coming. Cause she's got so many stalkers cause she's very pretty. I go though. I, I go. Her. I know where she is every time. Uh, that is. She uses a fake name on the. It's lineups. terrifying. Yeah, it's sad. You it's ever had really a stalker? Sad. Uh, a couple. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I, I don't really care. Um, I care, but I don't. I just, you know, you block them, whatever you got to do, and they show up to a couple shows, and then you're just like, hey, oh, I can, we'll, we'll take you out. I don't care. We'll, we'll, yeah. Yeah, you know, we'll play. We'll play if you want to play. <laughs> so. But uh, I don't know. It's it's it's. It's different. It's different for a female, no matter what level it is. You know yeah. what I mean? Like it just it's it's so creepy. Yeah, it's so creepy. Yeah, it's like for a woman, it's gotta hurt. Uh, first of all, the level that you are scared for your well-being, and then second of all, it devalues your work as an artist because you realize, Oh, you're not interested in what I've crafted. You're interested in, you know, the fact that I maybe talk dirty. Like there's one particular comedian I'll tell you after the show and she's very raunchy and she attracts a lot of stalkers because it's like, she's talking dirty and they get into it. And they think that she's talking to them. Right. Right. So yeah, I had this stalker that used to come, uh, in, Providence, Rhode Island. Every time I go there, she'd come out, and she literally said to me once, one time, because you know I'd be selling my merch, and she'd hang around, and she's like, uh, she's like, it's so weird. I just, I always blow the headliners. That's hilarious. (laughs) It's so weird. weird. (laughs) I don't know how it happens, but it's just weird. So what are you doing? So what are you doing now? Oh my god! Yeah. Tell you what, I'm just featuring. Yeah. That's what I'm doing here. Where were those girls when I was single? Oh, it's you know? insane. Some, some, of the, some of the guys, I, I just like, I like taking younger guys on the road just to see them chase, chase girls oh, all over yeah. the place. It's really, I was like, oh, that, that was a lot of fun and a little crazy and have fun, you know, but yeah, yeah it's, it's pretty great. 
Um, have I ever told you the story about uh, the couple that would talk to me after shows in Houston? No. So there's a couple that are talking to me after shows. Two times I'm there. I end up becoming, this is back when Facebook was just friends. You had to add friends yeah. on, kind of like you had, there was a limit of 2,500 people or something. Like uh -huh. And the, warm, the woman was stunning and the guy was just kind of weird. But they would wait at the end of the merch line and then talk to me for like an hour and a half and then somebody would have to drag me away kind of thing, right? Really? And, and then one, one night, my wife and I are watching Dateline and I look and I'm like, Holy fuck, that's that girl that used to talk to me. He fucking murdered her. No! Yeah. No! Yeah. And it's exactly what you think. They're busy swinging and having, having a good time with everybody, and, and he got all jealous and fucking killed somebody. I'm like, it never ends well. Yeah. Does yeah it? And all I could think was, wow, I could have been two before a murder, <laughs> you know, or something. Damn. No, it, it, was, it was so crazy. I'm just like, those are the people that. That I thought were weird, and they were definitely. Did they weird. flirt? Did they actually proposition you? They didn't proposition me, but the conversation was just—you know—it was just weird. Yeah. You know, and I'm just like, oh, no, something's up here, but I don't know what's up. Right. Is somebody asking me to do drugs, or is uh -huh. somebody asking me to hang out? Because I'm not—I don't know about you. I don't like to go hang after the show. Never. Right. Almost never. And you still get invited, right? You get invited all every night. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm like, nah, I don't want to. Yeah. I don't drink after shows because it affects the next show. You know, if I'm going to have drinks. I don't I drink. Think. I don't fuck around. So right. what's what do I stand to gain by going out? With right. You? So I don't go out. But they're always inviting you out. Come, yeah. We're all going across there. And then yeah. sometimes they'll come back. Come on. We're all come on. Like yeah. I invite you a couple times. You're like, no, I don't want to go. Yeah. But yeah, it was like that, though. It was like, where are, they, where are they inviting me to? Yeah. So the only time I hang out after shows is like, you know, the certain place like San Francisco or Denver where comics come and hang and they right, like to friends. watch you and right. then you and then you stay in the club right. and hang out for a couple hours like i like that that is good yeah. uh, that rogan's club was another one you, yeah. yeah it was good to just mitzi's room yeah did you go down to mitzi's room I went down there did you do what i did i bought the uh, i sucked up to the staff i bought them pizza like oh the, that's in, nice yeah i, that I do pizza sucks though was that that the place pizza? next door? I don't know where they got. Uh, they ordered it from someplace else. That's probably but someplace else. But I, I, I do try to do that wherever I go. Like that's on, nice. the, on the Saturday night, I'll just order like five pizzas for the staff. So really? Yeah, just to say, hey, thanks. Because uh -huh. you try to tip a couple people. Right, but it's not fair to the you, other yeah, ones. Yeah, so you miss. So you just make sure and then you still tip a couple people. But they don't, the others don't feel like they got yeah. ripped off. That's a great idea. Yeah, take it if you want. Yeah. Um, go Chinese food. <laughs> what's that? Go Chinese food. Yeah, that would be my thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, the, uh, what was I going to say about hanging out with comics? Um, Afterwards oh yeah, yeah. We're talking about Joe's room. Yeah. When I was there, uh, it's fucking in one night I'm hanging out in the Mitzi's, in Mitzi's room with Joe, Shane Gillis, Ari Shafir, Mark Norman, uh, Sam Morell, Jesus Christ, uh, Ron White. All, and we hung out, like, closed the place. It was like, it was one of those nights where you kind of pinch yourself, like, do you know how many fucking fans in this country would kill to hang out with, like, one of these people? That's insane, that that roster is just... that. Just well, those guys out. come in together. Mark Norman and Shane and Ari they all live come there? in together. No, but they, they have, like, a once a month or once every two months, they come in and they do Rogan's show together. That's funny. And then Sam and Mark do shows together, so they were together. And then Ron's a local. 
I uh, I was there Thanksgiving weekend. Therefore, Joe wasn't doing the shows. Therefore, nobody was in town. Oh, <laughs> uh, right. But right. still, I was like, I was those guys that worked the door there are so interesting. Like they're all yeah. MMA guys. I just had yeah. great conversations with those guys. The guy that ran ran the place and yeah, it was just it was just, just the other comics just because there's comics coming in and out and you're just like. Oh, that's interesting. Johnny Manziel kind of just wandered through the place. Oh, uh, really? That was interesting to me. No yeah. shit. Yeah. Damn, the pitcher from the Braves? No, the uh, the the football Johnny football. Oh, uh, oh, that's who it is. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Right. Um, yeah, I've heard, I've heard some weird. Yeah, some weird people show up there. It gets uh, I'll, I well, don't it's, wanna, it's, I'll, it's he's created this thing that even people that aren't comedy people want to see. Yeah, they, like they 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 think oh it's the. There's going to be, it's going to be insane. Like when they go and it's a nice club, but yeah. it's, you know, it's, and it's, and for comics, it's like, oh, it's everything you've basically ever wanted in a club yeah, yeah. or a theater. Everything's there. Uh-huh. So it's easy for you. You're like, oh, this is, this is what I thought would be everything but lockers from, right. from the movie Punchline. Right, right, right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the green room is like, it, the thing that Joe really felt strongly about was that the comics be able to come in. And have a green room and access to the stage without having to run into the crowd because it it a lot of the comics that are working this club are at the level where it's really uncomfortable to be around the crowd because they immediately surround you and they want selfies. Not That's me, funny. but Not like me. a lot of the a lot of the really big guys. And I love the lights, though the, the light that would let you know how much time you yeah. had. Like I thought that was just brilliant. And clocks the everywhere. Clocks. I like the clocks. Just to make you a little less like nervous about what am I going on like. Yeah, well, you know what I did when I just taped my special there a couple of weeks ago, and I had changed the whole order of the set, kind of because I realized I was going to do it in Texas, and originally I was opening with my anti-gun material, and that's I was hilarious. like, "That's not smart," and so I shuffled a bunch of things in my set the week before, and so I actually got a teleprompter and put my bullet points in it, and they had it like right in front of the balcony. That's and, awesome, dude! It took so. Because the thing is, no matter how many times you've done a set, you just worry that the 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 the, the anxiety of taping it, you're gonna space on a bit, or you're mm-hmm. gonna forget. You know, sometimes you have a little bit in between two big bits, and then later you go, "Oh fuck, I left that great joke out." Right. And so, between having the clock there and having my bullet points, my mind was totally free. And I did a little bit of crowd work that fucking, you know, you just get on a on, yeah. a, on a taping. You don't want to waste time. But I also did want to get a little crowd work. In. Absolutely. And, and it, I got I got a couple nice hits in. That's great. Yeah. Good. You can use that as promo, too. Yes. You know what I mean? You can take it out of the special and use it as promo. Right. Well, I did like an hour and 10 minutes and I want the special to be like an hour, maybe 45. Oh, you got so much. So promo? I got a lot of promo. Yeah. That's awesome. When's the last time you did a special? So what I've started doing is putting out an hour every couple months. No. Yeah. So what I'm... So here's... I did... My first one was, I want to say, in San Francisco. I had a guy come in with three cameras. The punchline? Yeah. And we put out an hour from that. Is it the guy who lives up there? He's good. Yeah, Tim? Is it Tim? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's really good. He's really good. And I learned a lot from him. So So now I'm starting to mass my own equipment to do this because the next one I did I did from Laughs Boston. Oh yeah. Boston. That's sorry, a fun I don't club. know why Boston. But it's a fun club. Yeah. But I use the feed from them. Uh-huh. And they don't have any mics going out into the audience and they just right. they have it just coming through the the one microphone that you're talking through. Yeah. So it gets garbled. 
had some complaints about that. I'm like, okay. You're, and like, also, it doesn't sound like you're doing well because it's not picking up all the laughter. Right. And it, it's just it's just not right. Yeah. Even though there's so much stuff in there that I just wanted to put out. That's why I was like, okay, I can't be ashamed by anything. It's just, but I'm just, it's not the quality. I, at first, oh, I'm stumbling. I apologize. But I had to get quantity yeah. over quality. Okay. Right? So I, I, now I'm, I'm, I'm getting my third one together. Uh, so I got that quantity out there now i'm moving the quality up so now i bought all my own sound equipment yeah right so i'll be taking that around you hang the mics over the hang audience the mics hang the mics go through my got uh i don't know we're running some some other things in there so it's it's we can now edit the sound nice so that's perfect yeah right? so and and the next step will be moving up our camera that we that we bought like our cameras how many I, cameras are you bringing out uh, three, but I'm, I'm trying to figure out how to do one from the stage. I haven't really mm. learned yet. How you can get a lipstick cam and I it's just don't really like the cheap. quality though. No, no, no. It looks, it looks, it's not going to look as good as the other cameras, but you know, Neil Brennan did one. Did you see his special no, shelves it. or whatever? He had it sticking out of the back of the, the stage. I'm going to look at that. I'll look at that. It looked great. Yeah. I, I'm telling you, you. So you can see who he's talking to when he, when he. Yeah. 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 Yeah, that's that's perfect, and and so he just kind of puts it right behind him. Right. I probably probably get two of those and put them up. Yeah, one on each side. Yeah, that one makes on each sense. side. Yeah. So I that's mean, that's why I want to get that that editor and you know videographer together as right. one and, and make that as a package to be able to put those out every two months, an hour. That's great. So, and yeah. what do you put it out on Instagram? Uh, YouTube. Yeah. I love YouTube. Yeah. But also we're putting so YouTube is has levels of censorship on it yeah so you kind of have to play with it a little bit because you don't want to get dinged right so i put it out fully uncensored on patreon which i don't have a huge following but when people complain about what i have for free i say well you yeah. can for the price of a cup of coffee you can right for, right so uh yeah just kind of trying to build everything so when you put because yeah somebody was telling me the details of the algorithm and there's there's hard rules like if yeah. you say fuck in the first eight minutes mm -hmm. you get thrown off the algorithm did you hear that mm -hmm. yeah and then so you got it you got to censor it and then there's certain words in particular that will just like if you say rape or things like that murder like just oh really if you watch if you watch social media you will now see people saying unalived no yeah oh my god yeah which is so it's so f weird because right you're not i'm not telling you to go out and rape i'm not yeah. telling you to go out and murder it's part of a story right so i, I no I, it's supposed to be the internet was supposed to be unlimited right. free speech and it's the opposite it's actually yeah. more censored than what you could do on cable or mm -hmm. even broadcast tv i'm sure you could tell a murder story on broadcast yeah. tv yeah yeah i'm, I'm sure i don't and I talk like a guy from where I grew up. I say fuck a lot. Yeah. And some, sometimes I'm, I fuck is my comma, right? Yeah. So if things just move so fast. Fuck works perfect as a comma. So that kind of stuff screws me up. But it's, it's you just kind of, you have to do a little bit of editing, a little bit of play with it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But you put it out there and then you put it out uncensored on your Patreon and you can just keep putting more and more out, right? So... That's that's a great idea. And ha what percentage of that is crowd work that you put out? Uh, I'll put so 
So crowd work will be about 70%, right? Mm -hmm. So, but at the same time, I I like to put out unfinished jokes, Mm -hmm. right? And then the next time you see the finished joke. Right. Oh, that's good. It doesn't have to be the finished joke. Like when we started in in New York, when you're putting something on TV, you fucking whittled that until it was perfect, right? Well, you can put it out again. And it's and it's and it's more finished, more refined, or taking a longer story. Right. So and and people will notice that. They're like, I like the way you what you've added to this. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah, that's great. It's like uh, going to a museum and seeing Picasso's sketches right. before the actual painting. Right. Because you're Picasso. I'm Picasso. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a pick. All uh, right. Here's my other questions. Hold on. Um, there's a thing called fast dogs with fi- fast balls with fits. You ready for this? I like it. Too fast. <laughs> Have you ever saved somebody's life? Mm, no, not that I know of. That's why it's called fast dogs. Sometimes no, fast balls. Sometimes it's, it's very, very, very. Sometimes you're like, unless that really sticks out. No, hope I never have to. Knock on wood. Have you taken a, a CPR class? When I was a teenager, yeah. I need to take one. Actually, no, I took it again because I was coaching my son's basketball team and they made everybody take a CPR course. That's kind of a smart idea. Yeah, and they also background checked you for... I remember I coached hockey that we had to go do our thumbprints to make sure we weren't diddlers. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Yeah. They're not fucking around. Yeah. Use Uh, that instead of rape. Diddle. Diddle. Diddly do. Um, What is the greatest comedy performance you've ever had? Is there a night that stands out where you just walked off stage and went, I can't ever do that good again? You want me to, you want me to suck up right now? At Rogan's Club Saturday night early show. Oh, really? They stood up at the end like I've never had an, a crowd stand up at the end. Like it was, I was just like, oh. And then Thursday night in, Ch- in Chicago, I had a crowd when I walk on, like be so excited. I was looking to see what they were excited about. And it, uh, turned, it turned out they were happy to see me. <laughs> Like yeah. it was so bizarre. Yeah, I've never had it before. So right. I was like so bizarre about it. Yeah, but but that stand up thing, I was just like, oh, it was everything was landing where it was supposed to land. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's the last one I remember. Yeah, I'd say yeah, yeah. That's the thing about these clubs is when you set them up right, and you go to some clubs, some of the chain clubs in particular, they don't really put a lot of thought into the height of the ceilings, upholstering the walls carpeting so it absorbs the noise mm-hmm. a good microphone um the last thing they think of a stand-up the last thing and and meanwhile we're not a band we don't need a sound mixer we don't need no. equipment all you need to give me is a good mic a decent sound engineer who's actually going to pay attention many of them just sit there and do nothing i tell me a club that had a really good sound engineer well other than we'll take that one club out but uh, where's the last place you had a good sound engineer it's usually, uh, usually a kid that's just hired, right? Yeah, it's usually just a kid who has no experience because I'll come in and I'll be like, hey, like I'll do a live podcast sometimes mm-hmm. and they'll have no fucking idea yeah. how to record it. And yeah. it's like, how did you get this job? Because I didn't want to be a waiter. Yeah, yeah <laughs> exactly. Right. But my point being, if you give the comic all those tools, they are going to give you a show at the top of their ability. Right. And your crowds are going to want to come back again and again. Which is going to sell more tickets and you're going to make more money than a fancy glass that they buy. Right. 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 Um, there's two types of people in the world. Go. Boys, girls. <laughs> no, that's 
that's not it. Oh, sorry. Oh, <laughs> uh, there's two types of girls. Uh, two types. Two types of girls. Two types of people in this world. Uh, um, um, scared and not scared. That's good. That's good. And can one person go from that? Go in each of those categories, or are you one way the whole your whole life? Um, I don't think you're that way the whole life. Uh, your whole life, you're just. I think you can go into both. I think one side has anger involved in it. Mm-hmm. And um, once you're able to get that that side out of you, the anger goes away. Or vice versa. Right. You can go from there to, yeah. Right. Because something, something, something can happen that shakes your whole foundation. Mm-hmm. So, and that can make you scared. Um, if, and the not scared people more of the time, their foundation is set. Was it ever challenged or they just got lucky and were never traumatized by something? Uh, I think, I, I think it's been, uh, definitely everybody's, everybody that's not scared. It's been challenged. You, you've, you've to be not scared. You've had to, um, come to terms with things. Right. 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 It's either you, and the other, so there's some people that aren't scared that are just oblivious. Right. But, but for the most part, I think you have to, you've come to terms and you're doing your best, right? It is weird with stand-up because I grew up, my father used to hit me a lot and I, I have real trauma from that. Mm-hmm. And I was drawn to stand-up because the fear mm-hmm. of going on stage was so intense that I was drawn to it. It was like a challenge to me. Interesting. And so every time I go on stage, I'm scared. And every time I get off stage, I'm filled with a sense of peace. And like Thursday night, I had a show at the Punchline in San Francisco, and I had some shit happen to me that brought up a lot of anger. Well, I told you I got kicked out of my office, but it was right. done yeah, yeah. very unceremoniously with 10 days notice after 13 years. And I was very angry, and I was having violent fantasies. And so I went to the and, – and I dealt with it for 10 days – my mom was here for Thanksgiving, so I was just pushing it all down. I was cleaning out the office. I was entertaining my mother. I was planning Thanksgiving. And then all of a sudden, I go to San Francisco, and I get there at noon, and I've got eight hours to the show, nothing to do, and then it all oh, hit funny. me. All the emotions hit me that I wasn't dealing with. And when it came time for the show, I was sitting in the dark in my room. I have depression, so I'm just looking at the ground, and I'm like, I had to force myself to get dressed. I walk over there and I'm in the green room and the poor opening act is a guy I never met before. And I'm usually very charming with the opening acts if I don't know them. I make sure they're having a good time right. and you know that they feel welcomed and I always shit on them and it's fun. And this guy, I literally couldn't say two words. And I was like, how the fuck am I going to do this? And, but in the back of my head, I knew I would be able to because I have for 33 years. Right. And so they introduced me and I went on stage and I just said, I said, I don't know how I'm going to do this tonight. I said, I am really sad. And and they kind of went, wow, this guy's for, this isn't a bit, this is for real. And they fucking lifted me up. I love this. And I, as I I'm telling it. you, within 10 minutes, it was all gone. And I was That's in the moment. So good. And I came off stage and it was gone. Uh, and I, it's kind of been gone ever since. My f- That's my favorite though. My favorite is honesty. Yeah. Like on stage. Right. And the comics that I don't enjoy aren't honest. 
right? Yeah. They're not, they're not like, and nothing about their humor is honest. Right. But the fact that you're able to just go up there and say, say that, it's just like, that's just, I would have been like, just pinned on that the whole time watching. Yeah. Just because it, it's so honest and it's the best and comedy doesn't have to have any laughs at times. Right. And it's so good because you'll get to the laughs. I know. Oh, look at Chappelle. I mean, he's yeah. considered the greatest comic, and yeah. you know, he just he can take five minutes to just be a great orator. Just you know? yeah. And I said to the audience, I said, "I'm sad, and yet I am expected for the next hour to be the life of the party, to be funnier than anybody in this room." And then they just kind of laugh, like, "What a situation!" Yeah. Well, you're fuck, sir. <laughs> I didn't think you were funnier than me than when I didn't know you were sad. <laughs> I was waiting for you to earn my approval, actually. Um, do you find that when you have something going on in your life that's bad or stressful that you actually have better sets? Um, I find that it lets me escape mm -hmm. from the situation. Although I'm like you, I will somehow talk about it. Yeah. Yeah, but it it lets me escape from it's it's a pressure valve, right? Yeah, yeah. Who knows? I've I've always heard comics say, "If I didn't have this, uh, you know, they'd be on stage. If I didn't have this, I'd be out like, being a mass murderer." Uh -huh. And you, you kind of look back and go, "I wonder if that guy actually did kill people." Because <laughs> this is an escape for me, but I wasn't that far. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, I was gonna tell a story, but it has the word rape in it. Un unsexed yeah <laughs> um all right uh i'll ask you two more questions and then i'll let you go all right even yeah, though i could talk all day I you're one of my favorite day. guests oh, but thanks, to do man. this more often you're not you don't live far from here yeah i don't live there wasn't didn't take me that long yeah anytime just call um what is uh what is something you've turned down recently corporate you did yeah so good no way but those pay tons of money not anymore no just, no selling some tickets i don't care oh i love it yeah i just like i said um i said no i said no that's nowhere near enough and i i, I said i can find you somebody that would probably be excited to do that but i have yeah. no interest yeah right i seen a comic that i started out with posted a video the other day and they were in a small Canadian town and they were in a room that I'm guessing a banquet room and you know those big tables yeah. circle tables with a bunch of people around them yeah and he showed set he sold out again and he sh showed the empty tables and he showed them full and I just like I I I can never do a banquet room again it's like, traumatic yeah it yeah. was it was so sad to me yeah yeah. And your hands are tied. Not only are they set up in a way that's not going to work. You're not going to win. They're serving Somebody, dinner yep. while you're performing. Yeah. They are all afraid to laugh in front of their coworkers. It's something that might be seen as inappropriate. Mm -hmm. They're distracted. Maybe they're drunk because they had a they've been drinking all day a lot of times. Mm -hmm. And then they tell you, don't curse, don't talk about politics, don't talk about sex. And now you're supposed to do an hour. An hour. And you've just mentioned the four things that they want. Exactly. Right? Right. I remember I did one for a roofing company. 
and they said I couldn't swear. And I'm like, meanwhile, they roofie people. I said, I said, I, yeah, they roofie people. That's hysterical. <laughs> but I said, have you ever had your roof done? Those motherfuckers are up there swearing the whole time. I didn't ask for that. Right, no swearing right. while you're doing my roof. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, let the motherfucker burn, right? Yeah. Um, who's the worst opener that you ever had? You don't have to say their name, but like describe the worst opening act can that I, you ever had. Can I can I tell you can I tell you there's a guy, Reggie Steele, uh-huh. and this is completely different than the worst opener. Yeah. But just like funny and the most likable guy ever. Uh-huh. And you just spend the first eight minutes trying to dig out of a hole because you're not him no kidding and i fucking love it wow because it's so much hard work yeah like he's just the guys want to be him and all the girls want to fuck him right reggie Steele. reggie Steele. porn name i know he's he's a he's a six foot eight black guy from alabama that played college basketball just jack like a motherfucker no and he's funny and he's got the best smile and it's just and you're just like Damn. Uh, and he's from San Francisco. And at first, I remember the first time I was just like, I just walked into that sludge hammer that I wasn't expecting. Yeah. Right. And I'm like, holy shit, took me 20 minutes to get out of it. Right. Damn. So, but that's, that's, that's different. the best opener. That's the best of the worst though. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like, I, I don't, I, I don't want to have to do that every night. Yeah. <laughs> right. But I think, uh, the worst opener is the guy that has, uh, has stuff he wants to sell doesn't ask you and then you see it and then you yeah. see a 10 minute sales pitch instead yeah. of using all 20 minutes for comedy right right and now when you try to pitch your merch all of a sudden they're looking at you like oh gee what is this like a fair yeah is this a bizarre yeah that's ba- i've I mean, had the opener and the feature act do that that blows my mind if they ask you do you allow them to sell the merch no yeah maybe now but yeah. before before it meant that time with the crowd meant a lot yeah like it was me shaking a hand meant whether they were coming back to see me again, right? Right. right. And the feature doesn't have the, are you getting booked back again? Mm-hmm. How are the sales? Like, were they better than last time? Yeah. You know, so why should I share that with him? Right. right? And and the other thing is 20 minutes of, of prime real estate on, on a stage in a club and to use five minutes of it to sell merch right. is fucking blasphemy. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it, it, it just makes me, I'm just like, I could have another friend just do an extra five minutes and you can only do 15 if you don't have the 20. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's, it's. Well, if you're a feature, your goal should be to be a headliner. And the way yeah. you're going to become a headliner is by going up there. Blowing us off the stage. I mean, it's like you're, you get to do a sprint. You get to do a six, six sprint. Yeah. I got to do a fucking hour. I got to do a half mile race here. I have to. I have to do a marathon, and I have to see a bunch of guys from Trinidad start with me. Yeah, and I'm not happy about it. You're right. <laughs> yeah. Right. So, yeah, I, 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 I don't know. It'd be different now, but I also take guys with me now, mm-hmm. which I don't like because I know how hard it is for a local to get stage time. Yeah. Right. And I remember being the local that didn't get the stage time, so I want the local to get the stage time. But right now the guys I'm taking with me are helping me build and produce stuff. So I have to take them with me. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I mean, I, there's some people I bring on the road and one in particular sells, he sells t-shirts, but I always feel like this guy, you know, I know what they're paying features on the road these days. I try to tip. Do you tip? 
Uh, well, I'm buying the guy his hotel room on this trip because they're not because they're not paying for it. Yeah, I do that sometimes. That's I'll just tip. get the hotel. Yeah. Um. Dude, all right, dude. Do you remember fucking stage time? Is worth gold, yeah, man. Right. So when these guys have to come back with money, no, you have to come back without a loss. Yeah, is what you have to come back with. Right. You should. You're if you're featuring, yeah, you probably should have some sort of part time job that is supplementing you to be able to do stand up. Mm-hmm. We all did. Yeah. So I I can't feel sorry for you. Like I've had guys that well I need this. I have a family. Why do you have a family <laughs> as a fucking feature? <laughs> Features don't get families. Yeah. <laughs> families are for closers. Exactly. <laughs> families are for closers. But it, but seriously, you're just looking at them like, hold on, you thought you were going to come out here for five shows and a hundred bucks and feed a family of two? So, four, sorry. I forgot the parents on that one. Um, all right. Last last question. What's the hackiest bit you've ever done? Oh, so many. Ian Bag. Name them. The one that really makes you, when you're falling asleep, and you've got wispy little dreams about, you know, yeah. floating in the sky like a bird. And then all of a sudden you remember a bit that you did and uh, you're awake. You're wide awake. Uh, I, uh, where is the best place to have anal sex? In a cemetery. Because it makes a girl nervous and she tightens up a little bit more. <laughs> oh, this makes sense. Oh, I just... <laughs> And I recently put that out uh, as a clip, and I just like, oh fuck! I just, I just lied in my room for half a day, you know. Uh, that's pretty good. You'll you'll still use it though. It's too good to drop. Um, all right, Ian Bag is going to be coming to see you, Oxnard, California, December eighth through the tenth. Brea, twenty one through twenty three of December. San Diego, uh, New Year's Eve. 1230 through the 31st. Denver Comedy Works, January 4th through 6th. Oh, you're going to have fun there. That'll be fun. I'm doing both, too. Oh, really? I'm doing a Thursday at the South and then the other ones. Mm. Can I tell you a funny story before we go? Yeah. Forward? So two years ago, I'm in Denver at the South Club, and you know how they have that little bar? Yeah. I'm sitting there. It's when uh, the pandemic, we're coming out of the pandemic, but you had to have vaccine card to go anywhere, right? So everybody's inside the room. Room starting. There's a bunch of comics because they always have a lot of comics in the green room. It's felt more comfortable sitting out by myself, right? So I'm sitting across the across the bar by myself at a table with a bag of merch, and there's one lady in the bartender, and she can't go in because she doesn't have her vaccine card. And she says to the bar- bartender, "How's the show this week?" And he goes, "Meh." <laughs> Which makes me howl, right? This makes me laugh. She's she's leaving. And this is two weeks before Christmas. She's leaving. And he goes, uh, come back in January. That's when the good comics start coming back. Right? So I'm just like, this guy is fucking hilarious. He either knows who I am or he doesn't know who I am. And he's fucking completely honest. And I'm kind of having a little thing about... I'm here in December. Fuck, I must be a shitty comic, right? <laughs> so I'm like, do I talk about it on stage and get him in trouble? Or do I just tweet about it? I have no followers on Twitter. Nobody hears about it. Tweet about it. So I tweet, it's going to be a great week. Don't say where I am. The, bartend- the bartender at the club just told a lady to come back in January. That's when the good comics are here. Okay. Go on stage, come off. Bartender, bartender comes up to me afterwards, you know, when we're all wrapping up and sold merch, blah, blah, blah. He goes, hey, you're really funny. And I go, maybe one day I'll be here in January, right? Uh-huh. 
Next night I come in, manager comes over. Ian, can I talk to you? And I'm like, yeah. Uh, we read your tweet. And I was like, what? And it goes, we read your tweet and we fired the bartender. No. Right. To which I go, you guys, nobody follows me on Twitter. So how the fuck did you read my wow. tweet? I go, I didn't want anybody fired. Yeah. I'm a comic. I'm supposed to make things funny yeah, that yeah. happen. He goes, no, we've had problems with the guy. We we watched the cameras and all the cameras have microphones and we heard what he said. No shit. So we fired him. I'm like, I don't want him fired. Please hire him back. And they're yeah. like, no, he's gone. So I'm okay. Saturday night, I'm sitting in the exact same spot. Waitress comes up to me. Hi, Ian. Hi, how are you? Just want to let you know you had my boyfriend fired. And I'm like, I didn't have anybody fired. I didn't want anybody fired. I just tweeted what he said. Right. It made me laugh. It actually right, made me right. laugh, right? I go, but here's my merch money for the week. I feel horrible. It's just before Christmas. This Hopefully this will help you guys get through yeah. Christmas and then he'll find something afterwards, yeah. right? Well, he wrote you a letter, blah, blah, blah. Gives me this letter, this fucking cocaine fucking talk, right? Whatever. Was it threatening? Not at the time. Manager comes over right as she leaves. Don't worry, we're going to fire her. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, you cannot fire her. You cannot fire her. You've already fired somebody <laughs> while I'm here and blamed it on oh me. Oh my God. Right? I, I don't want anybody fired. I didn't want him fired. I don't yeah. want anybody fired. I actually wanted people fired before. They never got fired. So yeah. I don't know how this person right. is getting fired. Don't fire. Okay. By Chris- Saturday night, you're waiting tables right. during your own show. Christmas Eve, I get a, a message on, on Instagram. Well, I hope you're happy. My girlfriend got fired too, you fucking asshole. <laughs> I'm just like, what the fuck? So last time, last year I was downtown. I just walked into the club and I'm like, all right, who wants to lose their job? <laughs> I felt horrible, but apparently oh. they'd had all sorts of problems with them. So, wow. <laughs> but I was just like, that manager should be fired. Now, you know what? But still, the, the bartender still one of the greatest club talk- ever. Yeah, it is. Oh, it is. It's amazing. It's my top, top two favorite clubs in the country. What's the other one? I never say because if I say it's my second favorite and then I go to Philly Helium or the Punchline in San Francisco and they go, so I hear your favorite club is, so I always leave that number one spot open. Uh, very smart. I'm a very smart guy. Very um, smart. All right, listen, you're also going to go to Dania Beach in Florida on November 11th. Dan- through Dania. The- Where's that? Uh, basically where, remember the other club was in Florida, West Palm? Yeah. That's where they've moved that club. Oh, they did? Yeah. I like that West Palm. Right? Apparently, they they uh, tore that down and turned it into high rises. Oh, that's right. I heard that was happening. Right. Um, Milwaukee, Indy, San Jose, Nashville, Salt Lake City, Vegas, Portland. All dates are available at ianbag.com. And uh, you can follow him on Twitter, but I looked at your Twitter account. I think you have like 300 followers. I, I actually got rid of it, so it probably wouldn't be me. If oh, it, okay. Yeah, I just I just got rid of Twitter. Yeah, but Instagram is the place to see you and also YouTube. Where YouTube. There's specials going up all the time. TikTok. Ticket, talk it. Facebook. Yeah, all those. So, yeah. So you stay on top of all those sites? Yeah. That's a lot of work. A lot of work. It's been crazy, though, like. I'll do a humble brag while I'm here. Yeah, good. You know, I, I, so I went from 5,000 followers on YouTube in January, and now we're up to about 225,000. No shit. And 130 million views this year. Damn. So, yeah. And then 
uh, Facebook went from twenty thousand to four hundred thousand. No shit. So and I don't. I just it's just putting it up and responding to people. There's a little bit of hate. I try not to respond uh-huh. to the hate, but yeah, just just putting stuff up and just letting them see you. I guess is helping. So I'm just so happy for you because we we go back twenty five years to New York to New York, and you know you've always been a great comic, and you've always oh, been thanks, man. you've always well oh you know you just have, you're a journeyman. You do it right, and then you sort of like you know just had a, a few things happen in the last few years through your own efforts of putting shit out, and it paid off and. I see you selling out clubs all oh, thanks, the man. time now. It's it's that's got to feel good. It feels it's fun. It's yeah. just fun. It's really fun, and uh, you know anything I can do to help my friends is basically what I'm trying to think of right now and continue on this little thing. So I always, if anybody asks me, I always just tell them what I did and help. You know, I don't I don't hide the secret or anything. Right. But yeah. So if there is a secret, it just who knows. I think we're like popcorn. We all pop at different times. Yeah. Right. Right. So. Was it Chris Case that you used to hang out with? I'm What's friends it? with Chris, Chris Case. You guys, I remember you guys when I first moved to uh, New York, you guys. He was from Boston as well, right? I don't know if he's from Boston, but we wrote on Politically Incorrect together in New York on uh, Bill Maher's show. Yeah. 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 And he was the guy, here's the crazy story of Chris Case. He comes to the office and his wife was from Beverly Hills and mm-hmm. her name is Portia. Of course. And <laughs> Portia from Beverly Hills. And so he comes into the office and he's like, craziest thing happened he goes we had dinner with this woman who is a friend of my wife's from beverly hills and she's a little crazy and she started telling us that she's been blowing president clinton no and and her name is monica and we're like that's fucking weird and so like three different times he came in and he goes yeah she came over again she said that he put a cigar in her and all these details that didn't come out for a year. No a way. year later, the story broke. No way. Yes. You know who she was? She used goes, she goes and sees comedy and she says, I usually blow the headliner. <laughs> I usually blow the president. Yeah, I usually. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not here for the vice president. <laughs> All right, brother. Thanks for coming on. Thanks so on. much, bud. All right, we'll see you soon.